This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 769. More comic review catch-up for January 2020. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. This is episode 769. It is more comic review catch-up for January 2020. I'm recording this on April the 19th, so it's been almost eight days. Oof. No, sorry, that's not right. It's been uh, five days since our last episode, uh, which was a conversation with John Rat Thomas, otherwise known as Gormu on the Marvel Masterworks forums. If you somehow missed that episode and you're listening to this one, go back and check that one out. It was great. Uh, episode 770, which will be coming out either in an hour or in 25 hours, uh, will be a conversation with Mark Wade, which I'm really happy with, that uh, we did last week. And then our uh, next non-reviews episode, which I guess will be episode 772, will be a conversation with Andy Runton, the creator of Owly. Um, I was very excited to uh, talk with uh, Andy. It's been a long time coming. I was super happy to be able to sit down and chat with him, learn so much about the creation of the Owly book, um, everything about Owly. It was just really, really interesting. And like a lot of questions, I was like, I don't know if that's something that he'll, you know, have a lot of thoughts on. Like uh, the, uh, I have different printings of the different volumes um, when they came out. And when I looked at them, I was like, oh, I have the second printing of these two volumes, but I have the third printing of this one. And the third printing has a different cover style, which matches volumes four and five. So I asked him about it. Uh, because when else do you ever have the opportunity to ask a question like that to someone? And he had actually had a really interesting answer, and it, it all made sense, and it was it was quite interesting. Um, so I was really proud of that interview. That again is episode seven seventy two. It's a few episodes away, but um, actually in terms of record, uh, posting time, it'll probably come out on the twenty fourth of April. So even though uh, there's a lot of episodes between now and then, um, not really. I'm catching up. This episode should have gone up about four or five days ago. So really, I'm just playing catch up now. Um, so. Speaking of ketchup, so there have there were not any books that came out recently, obviously. So uh, we're still going back in time and looking at books that came out a little while ago. Uh, so first up, we are uh, once again going back to January 2020. Uh, I'm not quite completely uh, caught up on everything, but I read five more books, so I thought I'd talk about them. Uh, first up, we have Batman, or say the Batman's Grave. This is issue four of twelve. This is the type of book that I think gets more hurt by the the stoppage of COVID-19, which is a stupid thing to say because obviously every book is impacted but something about a limited series especially which is set up to be you know a specific type of storytelling is i think more impacted whereas you know having chapters of an ongoing story but it's still it's different than a finite thing where everything is built a certain way it was this is chapter four brian uh sorry warren ellis is the writer with brian hitch i merged their names there i was trying to say brian ellis uh pencils and inks by brian hitch alex sinclair on colors and letters by richard starkings uh so that's you know a pretty great creative team there's a lot of uh, parts here where you don't even get any words, um, but I really I liked the interplay here. I liked uh, how Batman was being written. I liked the work by Hitch. I think he's doing a really good job. Um, you know, great action set pieces. There's maybe a little less plot here um, and a, a lot more time spent on um, you know battling, etc. It was interesting ending though because the issue ends and it felt like a kind of an odd ending to an issue. It, it just didn't really have that sense of, oh, this is the end, or like a cliffhanger, or kind of end of a chapter break. It just felt very, it felt more like a, a Dick Wolf <laughs> Law & Order show. It just kind of ended on like a, a bit of a sarcastic line as opposed to really feeling like it was the true ending. Um, I, I like this a lot. I, I don't know 
it, how I'm enjoying the the whole the full story. But this issue, as a as a chapter of it, I thought was extremely strong. I like the art. I like the action. Um, I think Warren kind of didn't make Brian do as much heavy lift. Uh, sorry, there's a lot of heavy lifting here. He doesn't do as much of the wordplay uh, here as we sometimes get with Warren Ellis, whereas he kind of sits back and lets the artist really uh, you know deliver. And I thought it was really strong. I'm going to give that an eight and a half. Uh, next up is Hawkeye Freefall. Now, if I'm a little confused a little bit about the issue, it is mainly because I've been reading, you know, I think I just read, what, four issues of this at once. Um, and now I'm kind of going back and saying, okay, I want to talk about, you know, one particular issue. This is, in this case, is issue two. So I've, I've read all of these things, and yet now I'm going to be talking about this. Um, so this is written by Matthew Rosenberg. Artwork is, or sorry, the artist is Otto Schmidt. I uh, got letters by Virtual Calligraphy's Joe Sabino, cover by Kim Jacinto and Tamara Bonvillain, and variant cover by Kyle Hotz and Dan Brown, which makes sense given that we're dealing with uh, the hood uh, in this storyline. Um, so this is an interesting issue. I'm try- again, I'm trying to remember when you know when certain things happen. Um, okay, it did happen here. I was just trying to remember the the big reveal of this book, which I guess you know, I'm going to spoil it anyway. It's all about who is Ronan. We get that here, although we don't get the mechanics of how it works here. Uh, we do see a lot more of we have. First of all, we have May Parker making an appearance as part of Feast. Uh, we have ha Clint uh, giving um, uh, um, what's the word? He's giving a donation. You have uh, Ronan fighting uh, Spider Man, which is uh, you know a pretty kind of cool series of sequences. Um, you know, again, there's some a fun Hawkeye and Luke Cage stuff which I really enjoyed. There's more intrigue with the Hood. Um, you know, it's it's an inter- it's a really interesting series. I'm really enjoying it. Um, I like the, the this character, this uh, this this safe sorry hacker uh, who ends up kind of working for not the Hood, um, but he kind of figures things out about who Ronan really is. Again, I'm trying to tiptoe around a spoiler from three months ago, so. You know, whatever. But um, I liked it. Um, again, it made me go, huh? What? Um, in a good way um, at the end. And, uh, you know, the series has continued to be an enjoyable book, which kind of, it does very well make use of the kind of free fall moniker. Uh, next up is Legion of Superheroes number three, which kind of bugged me because it just feels so indis- disingenuous. Um, you know, it's all about, you know, you have um, Connor. Not Connor, sorry. Uh, you have John bringing uh, Damien to the future. First of all, I just I hate that they had to age up John. I loved him as Superboy, and now having this older version of Superboy, it just doesn't work for me. I, I'm just not as in tune with this version of the character. Uh, this issue is written by Brian Michael Bendis. He does the script. Ryan Sook and Travis Moore on pencils. Wade Von Grabodger and Travis Moore on inks with Jordi Belair on colors. Um, you know, the story's not bad in terms of, you know, kind of getting... I don't know, I'm trying to remember everything because again, I've been reading a lot of books and trying to remember everything. But you have um, what's his what's his name's dad. Um, my problem with this book is that you know you you bring in Robin for no reason. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't add anything to the story. He doesn't really get to meet the Legion. Um, they you know pretty quickly try to get rid of him. There is another story here which is more interesting, which is all about you know you know was Ultra Boy's a parent. That is interesting, but so far we're not there. We're we're spending like it's just oddly paced. And again, I, I thought you throw in Damien, but it's not you don't really get to experience anything with Damien. I felt very disingenuous, um, you know. And I just I felt as a reader tricked and sold a bill of goods I didn't get at all. And I just that really bugged me. 
Uh, I'm going to give it a five. The, the, I just I don't find I'm really that interested in the direction that they're going thus far. There's some interesting ideas, but none of it's really memorable, and I think that's maybe more the problem. Uh, next, and the second last, we had Miles Morales Spider-Man number 14. Uh, this is by Saladin Ahmed with Ray Anthony Haidt doing, I guess, the cemetery art, Z. Carlos doing the Brooklyn Visions art, and Balin Ortega doing the home art, with David Carriel providing a consistent color palette, and virtual calligraphy's Corey Pettit doing letters. Um, it's... In, I'm, again, I'm trying to remember, because I think I, I've read, like, three or four issues. Um... This wasn't bad. We had the battle against the the goblin, but again, have I, I, maybe I'm missing something. Have they explained anything about the Green Goblin? Uh, you do have this interesting idea here about uh, Miles Miles's journal, uh, which sets up a fantastic um, mustache twirling kind of turn at the very end of the issue in terms of cliffhanger. So I really like the cliffhanger. Uh, the battle with Green Goblin was okay, but again, it doesn't always feel like it has a lot of context. Um, but, like, the art is great. Like, the cemetery sequence, when you have the, the Green Goblin kind of walking through um, uh, the tombstones, like, that is, that is, that is scary. That is a good image. Um, the, again, the fight is good. Uh, I just wish, you know, the book had a bit of a more consistent visual tone because uh, you would do have three different pencilers and inkers. Um, but uh, overall, I did like it. I think the other issues that come after it were more enjoyable, but it was still good. I'm going to give it a seven and a half. And last but not least, we have Miles Morales, The End. Uh, this is by Saladin Ahmed and Damian Scott. Um, uh, Damian Scott doing the art. Dono Sanchez Almara doing the color art. And virtual calligraphy's Corey Pettit, again, doing the, the pencils. And, again, you have Saladin Ahmed as the writer. I did not really care for this. Um, didn't really like it. Um, Scott's artwork is definitely vibrant, but didn't really do it for me. And I almost felt like, give this guy... You know, Miles Morales as a kid, not Miles Morales as an old man. I don't think he sold the age of the character or the gravity of some of the, of the situation at times. Um, I don't know. This just didn't. This felt like it wanted to be part of kind of a bigger kind of old man Miles kind of storyline, and I just did not find the world that interesting. And yeah, I, I just it didn't really work for me. Um, I found the story a little bit boring. Um, I'm gonna give it a five. It's just I found myself disconnected and not really enjoying what was going on. And that is our episode. I might do one more of these, um, you know, kind of uh, January recaps. Uh, but I think the next reviews episode, I'll probably jump into February recaps. Um, although I don't have a lot of, I guess, February books. But I have a lot of February books I haven't read yet. So there's a lot of work I can do. There's a small list of stuff that I haven't read from January that's still left kind of in my pile. But I don't know if I'm necessarily going to talk about them on the podcast. But we'll see. You can email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com. Rate and review the show on iTunes. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And also listen to us on Stitcher. Thanks again for listening to the episode. And we will catch you next time. Bye-bye.